0: Hello and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. I am flying solo this week, Eddie Provident. Eddie Eddie coaches high school football, and that we kind of knew September was going to be a bit of a, a conflict because of that. We've been recording a couple Thursdays, you know, recently. I think that might continue to happen, so it's not happening. Post game, I'm flying solo this week. We haven't scared Eddie away, though. I want to keep my eyes focused towards the future, though. Not just with Eddie, but, you know, just the Pirates going forward. And I want to take a look at this 2024 Pirates rotation. And that's partially because I was in Altoona Thursday, and I got to talk to Paul Skeens. And Bubba Chandler, who was just promoted, got up there. And Anthony Salomoto, is also in Altoona. And Jared Jones was in Altoona for a good portion of this year and now is in Indianapolis. And I kind of look at it like, this 2024 Pirates rotation, It's going to look different this year. I think the only two people who are, I mean, we've seen for a couple months now, a rotation of... Mitch Keller and Johan Oviedo in various levels of openers and bullpen games and Andre Jackson and Thomas Hatch and, and Bailey Falter. And there are some intriguing options there. Someone like Bailey Falter, for example, maybe should always have an opener. I, I wrote about that for the site, how he seems to be doing real well as, you know, that second guy out in that type of role. Seeing how he can do his job there, how it's we're going to see some openers. But I, I go back to the quote that I also put in that story from Ben Charrington, where he said, "Whatever we're paraphrasing here a bit, but whenever the parts are closer to this competitive, complete team that they envision themselves having, they're going to have less openers. They're going to use it less often." Just looking at the internal options, I, mean, I think that could be as early as next year. Because you got Skeens who know is not gonna make the team, is not gonna make the majors this year. And I'm sorry, I, I've said it a couple times. Until someone until the rule is broken and one of these, you know, top prospects is up on opening day, I don't expect him for opening day either. But if he's a midseason promotion, that's someone the same way that I think Jerry Jones, if he doesn't, I, I'm growing doubtful that we're going to see him at the end of this year. I mean, not saying it's, you know, out of the realm of possibilities, but I think it's more they don't have to add him to the roster this winter anyway. So do you really want to add a guy to the 40 man roster? before you have to and carry him on that entire year. If they need the guy, maybe things change, but I, I'm going doubtful we'll see him, but I'm expecting we'll see him at some point in 2024. The same way I kind of expect we'll see Anthony Salamado in 2024. The same way I think there's an outside chance we see Bubba Chandler in 2024. I, I asked him that in Altoona and he seemed kind of like, what, me? No, I'm I'm just trying to get to Indy next year. You know, one level every year, which, yeah. That's a good goal, and that's probably the more likely outcome for 2024. But if you're a starter in AAA and you're a top prospect, that's, in my opinion, though, no, anything could happen territory. You are literally a call away. You are a guy who can't go, and it's your pitch day, and it's like, hey, you're actually going to do it at PNC Park. There's some good options there. There's Mike Burroughs, who we we were going to see him if he was not hurt this year. Mike Burroughs was going to make his major league debut if he did not have Tommy John surgery. Early parts of it have been fine. Probably going to expect him at some point mid season next year. And yeah, he could also throw JT brew Baker, another guy who's also in that mix of who's going to be available mid year. So there's, the mid-season rotation, there are going to be a ton of options, but the opening day rotation is a question mark. Because Keller, I don't see a trade coming together. You know, the, the asking price was, the price was very, very high, you know, this trade deadline. Uh, yeah, I don't see another trade like that coming together. So he's going to be a part of that 2024 rotation, probably be the opening day starter. Johan Oviedo has shown a lot this year. He's shown a lot of growth. I think it seems pretty safe to pencil him in as one of the starting five. After that, it gets iffy because what do you do in free agency? How aggressive do you want to be? I mean, uh, there aren't names. The Pirates haven't gotten to the point where they are looking at you know specific names at the moment, so this is 100% percent speculation, but does someone like Kyle Gibson, you know, do they make another run at him? They made a good impression with him, you know, this past off season wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being like a connection. If the Orioles don't re-up on him, do they maybe go to a team like the Mets who have Jose Quintana might be trying to shed a little payroll, pick up a prospect, you know, reunite that way. And, you know, the A.J. Burnett trade 2.0, get the veteran starter from a New York team to, to lead the clubhouse. Because Quintana was great at that in 2022. um I mean, there, there are options. There are options they can go externally. Internally, I don't know how much this rotation can really improve without, <laughs> until midseason, unless they're willing to forego the, you know, we'll just not get an extra year of Paul Skeen's, the number one overall draft pick. I just don't see that happening. So do you give, you know, Max Cranick's, the Bailey Falters, the, the Andre Jackson some runway to try to do it for a couple months? I mean, they're going to be active in the starting pitch, in pitching, uh, you know, pool. They're going to go looking for guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up multiple starters the same way that they did this, you know, this past winter. Again, pure speculation at this point, whenever it comes to stuff like this, but there are holes and there are guys who are going to be available next year, but really aren't now. I I kind of look at it. The exact opposite of like how this year turned out, where this year it was the first half of the year, whatever they had all the pitching depth, they were doing good. And then whenever the injuries started to go midseason, then it kind of started to fall by the wayside. Next year, I think there is a ton of pitching depth to go from, and a lot of it's going to be homegrown or acquired recently. Even if it's someone like Jackson Wolf, who may not have the same pedigree, but as you know, Chandler Salamato Skeeds, but you know, he, Definitely has major league pitcher stuff and extension, you know, and approach. So a lot of good stuff there. So you push these prospects. I don't see that happening, especially for someone like Paul Skeens is, is <laughs> wonderful story Be if he was, you know, given serious consideration for the opening day roster. He also only had six and two third, innings in the major leagues. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here in the second segment. But I, it's, it's all part of that 2024 rotation. I think that's a group that is going to get better as the season goes on next year, because it's going to be young. You're going to be bringing up prospects and those prospects are going to get more experience up in the major leagues. It's that trajectory. It's what you want. It's really what they've been building for, for a while. Like this year, we saw a lot of position players come up. Like we saw Henry Davis, we saw Andy Rodriguez, we saw Leo Verpigero come up and proper, uh, Nick Gonzalez. You know, we saw a lot of on the hitting side. What it could be, I think we're going to see a lot the next year with it on the pitching side. But it has questions for those first couple months. And you know what, twenty twenty four needs to be a year whenever this team compete. And you can't just be fine with, well they'll figure it out in the second half of the season with that. You can't punt, you know, a month or two and just hope for the best. So we're gonna take a break. Whenever we come back, we're gonna look at the Paul Steen's decision. to the Pirates podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Paul Skeens will not throw another pitch in 2023. Pirates have shut him down. This was planned to an extent. This past Thursday was going to be, it was one of those, does he make his last start of the season this past Thursday or do you shut him down? They opted to just shut him down it was never really about getting him a ton of reps up in the major or in the professional ranks this year. It was about look, we're going to get you used to throwing on five days the travel, what you're looking for, how we do pitch design, how we do this, how we do that, what you need to do with this, what you need to learn about your body, Checking boxes. I'm, I'm gonna borrow the Ben Sherrington phrase. They're, they checked off the boxes that they wanted to see. So we didn't get to see a whole lot of Paul Skeens, and we definitely didn't get to see him, for lack of a better way of putting it, like at the height of his powers. Like we didn't see this guy, you know, go through a lineup a second time, have you know four or five innings in there. Like everything was very deliberate. <laughs> And that's the only way that they should be in that situation. Everything needs to be very cautious. Everything needs to be, we are not going to screw this up. This is someone we cannot screw up. This is someone that, the the Charrington, again, I'm going to paraphrase here. He said everything that they've done with him has been with the mindset of getting him ready for April 2024. They've just been working backwards from that. And that seems like the best approach because that'll be his first full pro season. That'll probably be the year that he makes his major league debut. And look, this is a very special arm. And there's something with pitching that unfortunately you never will ever know if you were too cautious. You'll only know if you push too far. You'll never know, you know, like, did, did we really push him, you know, as far as he his his body should go, that it could all be healthy, that they can maximize the return from him, that, you know, he still has, you know, his greatest potential. It's not a, a, of detriment to his health or anything. You only know, oh, no, we pushed him too hard. And some might say that's a Mike Tomlinism, you know, like living in your fears. It's in this case, it is okay. You can be overly cautious. You can be overly cautious. Nothing was going to change. If he had another start, nothing was going to change. If he threw the actual 20 innings, 20-ish innings, a little less that uh, was initially teased versus his six and two-thirds. Nothing was really going to change. He wasn't, the pitches weren't going to develop more. There wasn't going to be this light bulb over his head of the number one overall draft pick and be like, Oh, this is how you actually pitch. All we would have seen is a little bit more of the sinker, a little bit more of the change up the sweeper that the, the new pitches probably probably would have just gotten a better look at those and they would have gotten more game reps. Yeah, that could be beneficial, but that's also something you can get in spring training next year. That's something that you could get whenever you're working this offseason, to try to refine, to try to make sure you can deliver those pitches consistently and with accuracy. This guy is... I'm not going to make the Strasburg comparison because everyone does, and instead I'm going to look at a different pitcher. The last time the parts took someone 1-1, and that was Garrett Cole. Skeens is more advanced at this stage than Cole was, whatever he was drafted. But that is an example of what this guy could bring. Cole was an all-star and yeah, Cole was mismanaged and we all know that, you know, there was a lot of meat left on the boat, but it's the type of impact pitcher that this organization needs. You can't find aces usually (laughs) in, in the later rounds or in trades. A lot of the times, for a team like the Pirates, they have to draft someone in in the first round early, like they did here. It was the whole argument with like, you know, instead of taking Davis, taking a uh, Kamar Rocker or Jack Leiter. Now that turned out to be, you know, a very different case where neither one has really lived up to the Pro Bowl thing. But they, it, it was just like the singular mindset of. You take the pitcher because this is your one real opportunity to find pitching. It's it's easier to find a bunch of hitters <laughs> is, who could be average above average-ish. Like hitters, if you have a lineup of, for lack of a better, I, I've got the Atlanta Braves on the mind because I just got to watch that team. But they've got a couple absolute studs in that lineup. But they also have a lot of guys who are pretty good. And if you have a lineup of just the pretty good guys, it's it's also good. That's one of the big Bill James things. Like a team that has like 26 average baseball players is not going to be a league average team. No, they're actually going to be one of the best teams in the league because there aren't any weaknesses on that team. That's how it ends up working out. So it's but you need that high upside and he's got it and you got to make sure you protect him. So no, there is nothing to look into. It's not, he said something on the television broadcast of so that change. It's not this guy, is you know, felt something and now you got to panic or anything. It's just did basically all we could do. And two more innings wasn't worth it. And, 10 more innings wasn't worth it. He's done 130 already. There shouldn't be that many restrictions for him going into 2024. Whatever it comes to those innings, he's going to be built up pretty close to what he should be. He had that big jump at innings and he's still standing tall. All right. Run with 2024 because like I said in that first segment, that is a very important year for this organization. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back in a minute. Back to the Pirates Podcast to be named later here. Eddie Provident lists. Eddie usually comes up with a question here. So I'm I'm gonna leave this one for the comments here because this is usually a question that Eddie comes up for me. I'm gonna transfer it. it's my question for you, for YouTube, or for the for the readers here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Who is your dream free agent? The pirates pick up for this rotation. And I'll even extend it to trades. Now, you can't say Otani. You can't say Otani. But like realistically, someone who is going to come in, who is going to... is in the right price range, has the right upside, ideally has the veteran leadership traits, because mine is a very simple trade for Jose Quintana. For reasons, all those reasons. The Mets are falling apart. It looks like from national reports that David Stearns is going to come in. They aren't earnestly going to try to compete until 2025. So flip a prospect or two, have the bets eat a little of that money to make it more manageable, figure it out, bring this guy back in and make an earnest push in 2024 by bringing in someone who really could benefit like Rwanzi Contreras in particular, like Rwanzi absolutely loved you know, Jose, whatever he was on the team. He really tried to model to emulate him. It considering how important Rowanzi is. I I guess I should should have brought up Rowanzi <laughs> in that first segment. Oh man. He's he's dropped off a little bit at the moment. So add add Rowanzi to that first segment, that that's a bad omission on my part. Wow. That's a bad omission. He is he is still viewed as a starter. But that's my point. Going back to that first segment, this has been a very stream of consciousness episode. Of <laughs> it, this is why we have Eddie on here. Eddie keeps me on on uh, task. Yeah, add add Anzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz to that first one, but that still leaves holes open for the for the rotation. That's my whole point in the first segment. You got to find people who can fill the way and get into that. You know, get ready for the mid season push from the young guys. So we're gonna deal with that later. Thank you all so much for listening. Talk to you again next week.